I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah, a different city every night. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business indeed. We're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. It is a live show. You can call into the beautiful studio here in Elk Grove Village at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And shout out to the folks at Chicago Signature Limo for uh, your support of the program. Be sure to get in touch with them for all of your transportation needs. And uh, again, uh, absolutely thrilled to talk small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And my next, my first guest, I should say, uh, knows a thing or two uh, about business, entrepreneurship, but also about community. And I'm thrilled to be joined here in studio by my good friend, Andrew Karai. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us here on Get Down to Business. Thank you, Shalom. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So, Andrew, uh, professionally, uh, you are a senior investment portfolio manager, and um, but you're actually not here in, your, in that capacity. You're actually here in a capacity right. which uh, I'm super uh, passionate about as well, and that is community in general. But specifically, uh, you have been all about trying to promote a strong uh, America-Israel relationship, specifically, actually, I know we're both excited about all the entrepreneurial successes. Yes, yes no, absolutely. I'm, I'm a member of the board of directors for a nonprofit uh, called the America-Israel Friendship League. Uh, the organization was founded in 1971 uh, with, the, with the, the, the goal or sole purpose of strengthening the relationship uh, between Americans and Israelis. Um, so to achieve that end, um, you know, we're, we're coming up, uh, the, the, the organization is coming up on its 50-year anniversary next year uh, and hosts you know, a, a number of leadership delegations bringing prominent, uh, prominent U.S. citizens over to Israel to explore the country and its culture. Uh, as well as educational seminars uh, and live and in-person events, uh, one recent uh, one recent initiative this year that I I've, I certainly found uh, extremely useful was uh, the organization had uh, cooked and then uh, donated um, several thousand dollars worth of Israeli food uh, to a number of food banks across the U.S. That's incredible, and uh, Andrew, it's it's uh, awesome that you are involved in this organization that has such a rich history uh, and is really promoting, uh, it's almost made for this period of COVID. I right. guess the silver lining, you and I have talked about this, is is the opportunity that so many people have to learn more about uh, about the amazing innovation and entrepreneurship that's taking place. And AIFL is doing an awesome job at connecting the dots as much as possible. So let's talk entrepreneurship. Great. I know, Andrew, you've been involved in, in AIFL for a little while, and you've sure. participated in many of these programs. What are some of the, uh, I guess, most fascinating things that you've learned while participating in some of these uh, some of these educational sessions? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing that, you know, if you look at Israel uh, as a... Um, is a sort of a, a startup hub or an entrepreneurial uh, hub and an innovative hub. Um, I think what a lot of people think at first glance is, well, there, there's a lot of technical expertise, you know, through 
engineers, uh, you know, per capita, Israel has by far the, the highest concentration of engineers and R&D spending of any other country in the world. So they tend to focus on technical, uh, technical expertise. I think what's, what's missing with that uh, is really the, the innovative nature of Israel and Israelis is really in the country's DNA from its very beginning. Uh, you know, people uh, tend to forget, it's, you know, Israel is still a very young country. Uh, it was a very, it, it still is a very small country and was even more so back in 1948 when it was, when it was founded. Um, you know, so you had a, a, a new state that had to not only figure out with a very small population, uh, how to build its, uh, its society and its infrastructure. Uh, it also had to figure out how to defend itself against enemies that were around it that were much larger in size with much larger militaries, uh, and equipment as well. So if you sort of put yourself in the shoes of, you know, you have less than a million people in a hostile region, you know, 90 to 95 percent of the country is arid. Uh, you have no natural resources, pretty much unlike your oil rich neighbors. Um, how do you not only build your society and grow from there, but also protect yourself under constant attack? So there wasn't really a blueprint for how to do that, because the blueprint would have come from basically, uh, you know, European established countries that have been around for centuries and to a lesser extent, the U.S., which at that time was quite large as well. So you, you really had to start from scratch uh, with a country, you know, predominantly from immigrants who had come from Europe and elsewhere in the world uh, in horrendous situations uh, and poverty as well. So the downside of that is that you had a lot of challenges ahead of you immediately that, that you had to meet. Uh, the positive side of that, though, is it, it forces you to think creatively and come up with outside of the box solutions and sort of stretch your your skill set, uh, you know, on an individual level to solve those problems. So it, it truly was embedded, I think, in the country's DNA from the beginning, um, you know, which I, I think is what fostered really this culture of growth and uh, and innovation that a lot of other countries that even have that level of technical expertise have never really gotten there because they didn't have that that culture of a lack of hierarchy of just a, a truly life-and-death need to solve mission-critical problems from day one. And what I find fascinating, Andrew, is uh, it, the, the term startup nation is commonly yeah. used for Israel. I was listening to a podcast, which I guess I'll use the shameless plug. Yeah, if, you are, uh, if you know anybody uh, that can benefit from the conversations like we're having right now with Andrew Karai, there are, uh, you can get on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, and uh, download the Get Down to Business podcast. Um, but, uh, Andrew, uh, the term startup nation is used uh, for Israel quite a bit, and I heard yep. a podcast where a, an Israeli was saying, we are an amazing startup nation where you see some of the greatest innovations, but really we are not very good at the next phase in business. Yes. And that's where the AIFL, the America-Israel Friendship League, again, I'm chatting with one of the board members, Andrew Karai, uh, is really all about developing those partnerships and creating that strategic long-term relationship. So businesses, and in so many other areas, there's so many great programs that AIF, AIFL is putting on, it, it, it's harboring that relationship and that long-term connection, which is pretty exciting. So uh, yeah, Startup Nation, but really needs its partnership partners and and neighbors and that's why I shout out I think it's awesome the Abraham Accords uh, you know I'm, I'm one to be critical when there's time to be critical but definitely the relationships that have developed with other Gulf states it's fantastic it's incredible it, it, it's so important for this for the stability and peace of the region um, I mean I, I sort of my, my view is that the the US Israel relationship is the most strategic alliance of the world and I think that even continues going forward and I think you you, you made a really good point as well Shalom about um, you know, what, what, what Israel's been great at since its inception is finding creative solutions to problems because they've had to. 
Um, but what's interesting, though, is there really wasn't an active startup uh, community in Israel until the 1990s. Um, basically, before 19, you know, 1992-93, um, there was limited grant funding for, for businesses to get, get access to capital. But it, it really, it, you know, it wasn't a lot of funds, and the program, I don't think, was as well run as it frankly should have been. What really kick-started the venture capital community in Israel was an initiative by the, uh, by the Ministry of Finance in 1993, where they earmarked effectively $100 million of capital across 10, uh, 10, uh, 10 new uh, Israeli venture capital funds. Um, what happened was, you know, off the success of those funds, uh, foreign capital quickly poured into sort of non-earmarked funds as well. You know, and here we are now where, you know, by far Israel has more VC capital invested per capita anywhere else in the world. It's got about 3x more per capita than even the U.S., uh, more than 30x of all of Europe, which is which is which is absolutely amazing. Um, and if you look at where, you know, economies are going forward, a lot of the older nations, unfortunately, have had issues where they simply can't grow because they don't have any new product or new businesses that are really going to drive mm-hmm. that growth. Right. They have a lot of cash cows and existing products that can sort of keep the lights on and keep GDP from falling off a cliff. But they don't have the, the startup mentality and the and the innovative entrepreneurial mentality that Israel has, uh, which is why, you know, Warren Buffett said, uh, you know, outside of the U.S., you know, the uh, Israel is basically the most promising investment hub in the world. And yeah. he's absolutely right. Well, Andrew, I, I want to make sure we don't get, off, get cut off before we go to break. Um, but I, again, I've been chatting with Andrew Karai uh, from the America Israel Friendship League, a proud board member. Um, and uh, kudos to you for spending so much time with the organization. Um, Andrew, how can people learn about the programs, the incredible programs of the AFL? Yeah, no, certainly. So if you go to AIFL.org, um, you can learn more about the history of the organization, some of our recent initiatives, um, and some of our regular way programs, uh, leadership delegations, uh, young professionals programs, and a number of different things. Uh, so again, that's AIFL.org. AIFL.org. Again, Andrew Karai, um, a an incredible Chicago professional here, uh, but a board member at AIFL promoting the incredible partnerships and programming that's taking place. And uh, thank you for uh, coming in and uh, sharing some of that with us. Thank you so much, Shalom. Absolutely. And coming up after the break, I'm going to be joined from uh, with Brendan from Master Talk. Uh, who will be sharing a bit about public speaking. I'm excited for that conversation. Uh, He is a master of trade. He is from Master Talk. Again, Brandon from Master Talk right after the break. You can get on my website, shalomkline.com, to download the the past six and a half years of programs all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And check out my other podcast called We All Serve, where I interview leaders from the veterans community. That podcast available wherever your favorite podcast app is. We'll be back and get down to business in just a moment. Welcome back to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Have you ever wondered how you can utilize public speaking skills to master any sales pitch? Well, my next guest certainly has uh, has done his research on this. And in fact, he educates folks through his YouTube channel. I am thrilled as promised to be joined by Brendan from MasterDog. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us here on Get Down to Business. Of course, how's it going? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you so much. So, Brendan, I'm, I want to always start with our listeners, uh, with our with our guest story over here. I have to assume that you uh, you have a bit of a story of, of how you ended up teaching and coaching folks in public speaking. Brendan, how do you get started in this? Yeah, of course. So, so when I was in university, Shalom, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like 
like it's like professional sports, but for nerds. While other guys my age were playing basketball or baseball or some other sport, I used that same competitive spirit and I applied it to presentation. So for three years, I presented hundreds of times, coached dozens of people on communication. By the time I landed a corporate job, after I graduated, I just asked myself the simple question, which was, how do I make a difference in the world? How do I contribute more to that world? That's where the idea for MasterDoc came to be, because I realized that a lot of the communication information out there was really bad. You know, your advice, like, oh, Shalom, you just like get up on stage and be yourself. And I was like, what are you supposed to do with this advice anyways? So I started making videos in my mother's basement. One thing led to another, and MasterDoc grew from there. I love it. I love it. So you started a YouTube channel that uh, where you're really helping the world master the art of public speaking and communication through uh, coaching uh, purpose-driven entrepreneurs on how to master their message and share their ideas with the world. So you are a believer that practice makes perfect. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this. Again, I'm chatting with Brendan from Master Talk. Amazing, amazing story over there. But Brendan, what is it that you actually do? How can our listeners, entrepreneurs from all over the country, all over the world, make a difference and start to improve their skills and ultimately have it translate into their professional life? Of course. Uh, So I'll give you the easiest tip in the book that any entrepreneur is listening or really anybody who's listening can apply this to every presentation in their life. And I call this the puzzle method. So public speaking in many ways is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know those thousand-piece puzzles you kind of put together with your family? I guess now, because of COVID, I guess a lot more people are working on these puzzles. So if I asked you, Shalom, if you were working on this puzzle at your house, which pieces would you start with first and why? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle in a long time, but you're right. I have seen more of those done during COVID. I would assume I'd go with the corner. Right. Right, the corner. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You know, most people start with the corners, right? So you get the right framework and then you work your way in the middle. But the question we need to ask ourselves is why don't we do that in public speaking? Sure. So, in, right, because if you have a work presentation, you have a business related presentation, what do you do? You start with the middle first. You shove a bunch of content in your presentation. You get to the presentation. You get to the last slide and it sounds something like this. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks but there's a better way to do this. Much like puzzles, treat your public speaking presentations the same way. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times. Not three times, not five times, but 50 times. It actually won't take you that long. It'll take an hour. Do the same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? A terrible movie. Same thing, (laughs) 50 times. Oh so my after gosh. Two hours of, yeah, exactly. After two hours of practice, so you look at your presentation and go, wow, I'm really good at this public speaking thing. And then with the confidence you now have, then tackle the middle. But remember, much like puzzles, who does puzzles on their own? Nobody. Work with a team. Work with a group of people that you enjoy, whether it's a Toastmasters club or just people in your community and master the public speaking puzzle. I love it. I love it. So start, uh, you know, start building that foundation and, and practice does make make perfect. So, Brendan, I have to ask, um, you clearly uh, build a persona. You are Brendan from Master Talk. You clearly have, like you said, you start with that corner, you start with that foundation. So why is building persona so important when talking with potential leads, prospects, whatever the case may be? Of course. You know, the way that I see this is persona is a way for you to differentiate yourself from everyone else in your space. You know, the way that I see it, and many people agree with me on this, is this idea that 
businesses are slowly becoming media companies on their own. Because now, when we think about buying a product or service, we're not just looking at the product anymore. We're looking at the person behind that product. So if you take an example with fitness influencers who sell supplements, whenever I make a decision now to buy a fitness-related product, I don't just go to a store and pick up whatever's on the shelf. I ask myself, where did this product come from and who's currently endorsing that product? So that's one example of how everyone is becoming a media company. And I think that applies for any product or service, whether it's Elon Musk with Tesla or Steve Jobs with Apple. We always relate the product to the team and the individual behind that product. So we need to start thinking about personas and ways for us to differentiate ourselves in the same way I'm doing by providing 99% of my content for free. I love it. And I love it. And I appreciate that you are doing that. And we'll make sure that our listeners know where they can find more about Master Talk in just a moment. So we've talked about building that foundation. We've talked about the practice. We've talked about building that persona. But what about pace? I know that you've talked about this on your channel quite a bit. What about pace and, and actually the, the, the rate at which you are sharing information? What is right and what is wrong? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the idea with pace, Shalom, is very simple. It's this idea that when we have dinner with our best friends, we don't want that conversation to end. We want it to last for a couple of hours. There's no one trying to run away from that dinner. But when we think about public speaking and presentations, it's actually rather the opposite. You know, our goal is to get in the presentation and get out as quickly as possible. It's more like a roadrunner rather than a, a long dinner conversation. So I would say the biggest mistake that most people make with pace is they're still in that roadrunner mentality. They're focused on getting in and getting out. And it's not really their fault. Most people see public speaking as a chore rather than the coffee chat, rather than the dinner conversation or this conversation that we're having right now. So in that context, I want everyone who's listening to start thinking about pace in their presentations, like a dinner conversation. If you were in a situation where you didn't really want to leave, would you speak as quickly? And the answer is usually no. Uh, that's great advice. Again, I'm chatting with Brendan from Master Talk, sharing some fantastic advice. And Brendan, you have shared a lot of advice with folks through your channel and through quite a bit of your own public speaking. I'd love to hear what success stories can you share with our listeners? Well, I think for me, what's been particularly interesting in the same way I'm sure you've had an equal number, if not more amounts of success with your show, Shalom, is this idea that when you create free content for the world, it doesn't just impact the people who pay you, it impacts the people who can't afford you. You know, a great coach and mentor of mine said that marketing is what changes the world, not necessarily just your coaching. So it's, always, it's been great to, to see, you know, the 15-year-old girls who are using my public speaking videos to not be afraid in their classroom presentations. It's great to see the executive of a nonprofit who can't really afford a public speaking coach, but can still use my, my free videos to make a dent in the world. So it's just great to see that on a, on a global scale, like I'm sure you see in your show. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure it's awesome to hear that feedback. So I've been uh, chatting with uh, the self-identified, I hate to say this, Brendan, but the self-identified nerd. You said it in the beginning of the, in the, <laughs> beginning of the interview, but I, you should wear that badge with pride because, uh, like you said, it's all about building that persona. And you are teaching so many folks uh, things that many people don't think of regularly, and you should be very, very proud of that. I've been chatting with Brendan from Master Talk, and Brendan, uh, no doubt many of our listeners might be a little bit nervous realizing that they've got some work ahead. So where can they go to learn more and where can they go to learn from you about public speaking? 
Of course, Shalom. The best way to reach me is definitely the YouTube channel. So all you have to do is go to YouTube, you type Master Talk in one word, and you'll find all my content that you can learn from on public speaking. Master Talk, check it out. You will not be disappointed, and it will affect your bottom line and how you engage with leads, prospects, and really anybody in your professional life and probably your personal life too. Um, so, uh, Brendan, great advice as all of our listeners go into this last month of the year. It's time to start making those New Year's resolutions start to uh, start to improve in every way. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us on the air and come back real soon. Of course. Pleasure was mine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we have a treat in store for you. I am excited to be joined by attorney Stephen Leahy. You hear him before Get Down to Business goes live every single week. And now you get to hear him in the six o'clock hour because he will be joining me as my guest here on Get Down to Business, uh, the host of the Trust Radio Network, the host of the IRS Radio Hour. Stephen A. Leahy joins me here on Get Down to Business. You don't want to miss it. Chicago, don't touch that dial. You are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And you could get on my website, shalomkline.com, to download podcasts from the past almost seven years of shows. We've featured some amazing entrepreneurs, and I'm absolutely thrilled to feature yet another one. Attorney Stephen A. Leahy joins me right after this quick break. Get on my website, ShalomKlein.com. Follow me on Twitter, at ShalomKlein. Can't wait to join you in just a couple of minutes with Attorney Stephen A. Leahy. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. And if you are tuning in right now, you are going to have a bit of a, uh, I guess, identity crisis. You won't know what hour it is because you are going to hear two shows merged into one. That's right. I've got attorney Stephen A. Leahy, the host of the IRS Radio Hour, which immediately proceeds Get Down to Business. Attorney Stephen Leahy, welcome to Get Down to Business. Well, thank you so much, Shalom. I'm happy to be here, and it, it, it feels like I'm at home. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You get to talk to George. I saw you guys giggling <laughs> over there before uh, before we went live, and and uh, he, yeah, George always makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, George does 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 attorney Stephen Leahy make you laugh as well? Uh, no comment. Okay, no comment. There we go. Well. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on the air. Let's uh, get started in talking about the IRS Radio Hour. I was, uh, you know, I have fun. Uh, I know I emailed you this. Uh, I have fun standing here in studio as I do my final show prep. I do the show live. You pre-record, so I stand here in studio and I listen to you talking with some amazing guests, and you talk about IRS. Uh, resolutions, um, which is really, really critical, especially right now. So I, I learn something every single week. How long have you been on the air? We've been on uh, almost eight years now, or is it seven years? Because we started right about the same yeah. time you did, Shalom. So we, I think we started the IRS radio hour, um, seems like forever ago, but but I think it's eight, uh, seven years now. Is that how long you've been doing it? Uh, yes, yeah, about seven years, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you did come on about the same time as as us. So now yeah. pretty much we're inseparable. Absolutely true. <laughs> Absolutely true. I could uh you know, I cuz of course I listen to my show every every week and and I wouldn't miss your show. So uh and you, again, it's uh it's I feel like I'm at home. It's a member of the family. So. Yeah, and and I appreciate uh you guys had me on a couple of weeks ago. Um you're now uh, recording two shows which is pretty exciting. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But uh you 
you had me on, and uh, you're very kindly um, before I come on. You're uh, you're doing a uh, an intro to get down to business, which I appreciate. It's funny; our, our listeners should know that. Again, I'm doing my show live. I'm standing here in studio. It is actually Sunday night. I can talk about what the current news is. You guys talked just a, a couple of minutes ago before I went live, and you were talking about how news that was breaking. Uh, is now old news, so it's kind of funny to watch what's going on. It, it is, and you know, it used to be that the weekends never had any news, so if you, you're pretty safe, because we record our shows on Friday afternoon, so if, if we were talking about the news on Friday, nothing really happened until Sunday, but not anymore, so oh my the gosh. news is really, is really uh, uh, it's, it's a 24-hour cycle now, isn't it? Absolutely, so... Uh, Attorney Stephen Leahy, you you are the host of the IRS Radio Hour, where you talk about how IRS debt issues are serious, but ultimately there are resolutions. And I strongly, strongly recommend our listeners tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. on AM 560, The Answer. And you've been hosting this show for quite a while. But now you also host another show, uh, the Trust Radio Network, and it's all about trusted professionals. Tell us a little bit about how how you came up with that concept and what you're doing with that program. Well, which is what the show that you were on, because you're a trusted professional, right? And that, and that, uh, I want, we have a, being on the radio, we have a, a good network of people that, that I come across, right? So I wanted to be able to present them to, to the listeners and say, you know, there's a lot of important issues in, in your life and we need people that we can trust. We can't always, we don't always know where to go to find them. And so that's, we try to highlight trusted professionals, people, that uh, others that the listeners can trust when they're making important decisions, you know, so, such as law- we so we have lawyers on and um, and we'll have uh, like Permaseal uh, has been on our show and and uh, Tom Sadeka has been on our t- show. So so many of the uh, um, uh, advertisers of Five Sixty The Answer have been on our show. Uh, because again, these are trusted professionals, and I've come to know them by by uh, some events at from the station. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, the station it's 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 amazing through radio the amount of networking that you do, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I've met some amazing amazing people, including you, uh, through hosting mm-hmm. the program, which is pretty exciting. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna squeeze in a break in a in a minute or so, and uh, then when you come back, we're we're actually gonna talk a little bit about uh, the topics that uh, you discuss on the IRS Radio Hour on uh, the Trust Radio Network, um, which is pretty exciting. But uh, the Trust Radio Network, so how can people People uh, listen to the show, and I know you're not only uh, airing the show, uh, but you're you're actually live streaming it, which is pretty cool. And it's it's fun to watch uh, you and uh, and Jimmy and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Yeah, you can. We have it. You can go to our YouTube channel or our our Facebook uh, um, page has the the, uh, the show live. We we are live every Friday at one thirty till about. Uh, 4.30 in the afternoon, so it, it takes a couple hours, it's, and we also have a, uh, a website called watchtalkradio.com where you can watch us make talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is entertaining, I have to say, it is entertaining. I think when I was on with you guys we talked about puppies for a little while, so that's always entertaining. <laughs> you, the conversations could go in any direction and uh, I, I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that, uh, that that I multitask sometimes while, while streaming uh, the Trust Radio Network, um, but you are in 
in for a treat. It's entertaining. Um, but in all seriousness, you do learn a lot from many of the amazing trusted professionals. And I know that you are about to put out a, an incredible directory of many of those folks that you've had on the show. Yeah. Um, so definitely get on, uh, get on Steven's uh, Facebook page and website um, where you can link to that and you will be exposed to some trusted professionals. I'm chatting with attorney Stephen A. Leahy, the host of the IRS Radio Hour, the host of the Trust Radio Network. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. We'll be right back and get down to business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, and I'm back with attorney Stephen Leahy, the host of the IRS Radio Hour and the host of the Trust Radio Network. And we've been just been joking around about how entertaining conversations on radio can be. But in all seriousness, uh, Stephen, you host uh, some fantastic uh, professionals, and you share a lot of great uh, advice and information. Ultimately, the joy of, uh, of hosting uh, a show for seven, eight years is that you are able to provide a lot of education about some really important topics um, because IRS, uh, IRS debt and resolution, these are important, important issues, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, I have a lot, uh, it, it is a serious subject, but we have a lot of fun uh, talking about it um, and describing how you can go about solving these problems. Because not everybody needs a lawyer to solve the problem. Some people do, but a lot of times people just need to know some information about it and how, how you know, the how it all works. And that's what I try to tell people. Absolutely. And you are obviously an attorney, um, and uh, but you really have focused in a couple of different areas. And we'll make sure that our listeners know how they can get on your website, but you have on your website, you talk about a tax preparation, resolution, bankruptcy, and foreclosure defense. So very briefly, I want to go through, uh, I want to go through a couple of those areas, tax resolution. We're getting into, uh, in just a short time, it seems crazy, um, but we're going to be back into tax season. So why would somebody work with, uh, somebody like you for tax resolution? First of all, is tax resolution really possible? It is possible because, uh, and, and that's what people don't understand, is that not everybody, when you owe the IRS money, people get nervous. And a lot of times what happens is that they shut down. So they'll find out that they owe the IRS money and then they won't file their tax returns. And all of a sudden they'll find out that it's two years, three years, four years, or more later before then they start dealing with it. And uh, I just got a call yesterday about exactly this and that, you know, they owed some money in 2010 and just freaked out and then just shut down. And now it's, now it's uh, 10 years later and they haven't filed their tax returns. So this happens to people. And this is what, these are the people that we help. So you help to negotiate and to uh, and to uh, make sure that uh, whether it's a payment plan or a penalty abatement or an offer and compromise, these are all terms that uh, that that are, might be foreign to listeners because you don't need to know these things. That's why you would work with somebody like yourself, Stephen, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's a, you know sometimes it's you don't always have to pay the the IRS back what you owe. Sometimes you can pay them back what you can, and that's a big difference, right? So you, everybody can pay something, and or, or or maybe you can't pay something, and you have to prove that to the IRS, like every other legal case, right? You have to have evidence, and you prove your case, and then the, and you get the IRS to agree that you can't only pay a certain amount rather than exactly what you owe. Absolutely. And sometimes folks do end up in uh, hard times. That's, uh, you know, this has been a very, very challenging period for so many folks. I say this all the time on the air. We all know somebody that's been affected uh, by COVID, whether it's physical health, mental health, employment. These are tough times. And I know it's not just uh, in the in the 
in this era of COVID. I know you've been dealing with this for years. Um, you have a lot of experience, but bankruptcy, chapter seven, chapter 13, foreclosure defense, these are things that you deal with. So I, I guess my question to you, attorney Stephen Leahy, is why you? Why would somebody work with you for either the tax resolution, bankruptcy, or foreclosure defense? Why would they work with uh, the open ta- tax advocates in the law office of Stephen A. Leahy? Well, that's a good question, and and you've kind of put your finger on it in that we generally help business professionals, people who are facing more than one of these, especially with this COVID, like people are facing more than one problem. So they might not be paying their taxes, but they're also probably having problems paying their bills, right? Or I'm having problems paying my rent, or I have some restaurant owners. Now they're having problems paying their rent at the restaurant and trying to keep, uh, trying to keep the creditors at bay. So what we try to do is come up with a solution involving all your creditors, not just the IRS, uh, and trying to help you get your business back on track and that's really what we focus on well it's it's awesome and you're you're providing that education through the radio shows and through the podcast and all that good stuff uh, to make sure that uh, folks can learn whether they engage your services or not you're providing that education to uh, to, to leave uh, the Chicago market and uh, with uh, all of your programs uh, really uh, nationally uh, to educate because as we've said, uh, folks are falling on tough times and they need information to make informed decisions. And that's what the show is all about, isn't it? Exactly. And, and again, it's, these are serious uh, um, areas, but we can have fun doing it too. Right. <laughs> so, so we try to have fun too. Uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's not always the doom and gloom, even though things are tough and, and uh, you can still have some fun, but you still have to focus on solving these problems. Yeah, solving the problems. And one thing that I will say uh, I know about your firm is that uh, from start to finish, and I guess this is the advantage to also working with um, with you, Stephen, is that you'll always have one attorney working on your case the entire time. It's not you're gonna. It's not a big firm where you might have 25 different people working on the case. You don't know who to call, and then the fees add up and things like that. Ultimately, it is all about relationships. I know you are proud of relationships. I am as well, and that's why it's such a uh, pleasure uh, following you. It's a tough act to follow, I have to say, every week on the air. You're a tough act to follow, but I do my best. I hope I'm doing an okay job. You do a terrific job, and I'm so I'm so happy that you're after us, and and I'm so happy that we had uh, that you and I have connected, and and that uh, uh, I can help your listeners, and you can help mine. So that's that's great. Absolutely. So again, I've been chatting with Attorney Stephen A. Leahy from uh, Law Office, um, but also Open Tax Advocates, uh, Open Tax Resolution, and um, uh, providing a lot of great services: tax resolution, bankruptcy, foreclosure, defense, uh, and the host of the IRS Radio Hour and the Trust Radio Network. Stephen, how can folks get a hold of you? Well, first, you can go to my website at chicagotaxteam.com. You can listen to our shows there because they're they're there and there's lots of information there. Or you can call me at 312-664-6649. Fantastic. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us on the air. 312-664-6649. I'll be back with Andrew Cry in just a moment. Attorney Stephen Lee, thanks so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. Hey, welcome back. What an awesome lineup of guests. And I'm thrilled to, as we wrap up the show, bring back our very first guest on the program today, Andrew Karai. Again, representing the America-Israel Friendship League, a proud member of the board. Andrew, thanks so much for, uh, again, for sticking around and uh, coming back with us. So, Andrew, you've been 
I know you've been uh, participating in many of these amazing programs, bringing the bonds of Israel and America together around entrepreneurship, but around so much else. So right now, a lot of virtual programs, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, one great thing that the executive team at the America Israel Friendship League has done uh, is they've had weekly, in some cases, more uh, more than frequently even uh, of virtual events. I mean, everything from, you know, virtual tours of Israel to yoga to cooking, you know, really a, a chance for folks to, to kind of have something positive to look forward to, uh, learn more about the, the, the organization and also have fun activities as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's certainly hats off to the, to the leadership team at AIFL. Um, they've done an absolutely outstanding job navigating this extremely challenging time. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I know we're all uh, hopeful and eager uh, to uh, to get past COVID and uh, get out to Israel to see the the innovation in action, which is exciting. And maybe with Israeli innovation, maybe that uh, that time will be coming sooner rather than later. Let's hope. Um, but uh, getting Knock out to wood. Israel, there uh, AIFL has led delegations. I- isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. So they've th- since their uh, since their founding they, they've led leadership delegations where they effectively have influential people uh who are in the US you know having them travel to Israel see it firsthand uh in fact our own uh, lieutenant governor Juliana Stratton was on one uh of the trips um it really is a great chance i think outside of the political realm of what's going on in the middle east to kind of take a step back see you know our shared values uh you know being both stable democracies, um, you know, and, and seeing it firsthand, seeing how the country works, seeing the, the cultural elements of Israeli society, I think is extremely wide open, uh, extremely wide opening, uh, I, I should say eye opening for a lot of Americans. Absolutely. So there's a lot of great programs coming up. And how, again, can folks learn about those opportunities? Sure. So I would invite people to go to AIFL.org. Uh, there's an event section. Uh, we've been hosting virtual parlor meetings across the country. We had the Chicago meeting back in August, but we're like to have something uh, hopefully coming up here uh, at the beginning of the new year. Um, hopefully once the new year uh, kicks off and assuming that things go well with the vaccine and we're all back out and shaking hands and, and meeting again, hopefully to your point sooner rather than later, uh, we can start to think about in-person events. Um, we had our gala uh, that was remote, although it was very well done. It was uh, streamed live from Jerusalem, uh, a beautiful event, uh, and it'll be our 50th event. Uh, uh, anniversary next year for the, for the organization uh so a pretty exciting time given it's your your half century so absolutely exciting time so get on the website you could also go on social media and see some of the uh programs and register and uh, see all about the amazing amazing work being done by AFL uh, but also being uh about that that share those shared values which is pretty exciting so andrew appreciate all that you're doing for the organization and appreciate uh, of course you coming in and uh we'll absolutely. definitely look forward to having you back sharing uh sharing more uh again that website for AIFL one more time? Uh, AIFL.org. Fantastic. AIFL.org. And you've been listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can get on my website, ShalomKlein.com, and follow me on Twitter at ShalomKlein. We've hosted now uh, six and a half, almost seven years of programs all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I host another podcast called We All Serve, where I interview veterans and we learn leadership lessons. Be sure to get on your favorite podcast app to download those shows as well. And I see in the other room over there, we've got Sean Thompson is back here in studio. He's been uh, gone hosting a different show for a little while, but Sean is here. Excited to uh, to have him follow me in just a couple of minutes. Thanks so much for tuning in to Get Down to Business to Success. Let's get down to business. Sean will follow me right after this quick break.